This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tonight on Huckabee, Nick Hall and Paul Asselman talk together 22. We'll go behind the beard with William Lee Goldman, laugh with comedian Paramore, and the Vogue's perform a 1960s hit. Ray Corley of the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Bilbrey. And now, here's Mike Thank you very much. What a great audience we've got here in our theater tonight. We're going to have some fun. And if you were here, you would be having fun with us. So maybe you'll come real soon. Hey, I don't know if you watched the news this week. Probably better if you didn't. (laughs) But if you did, you know that President Biden announced that he's going to extend the moratorium on paying student loans again. This time until August. So that means that if you've got a student loan, you don't have to make any payments until August. Payments have already been suspended for the past two years due to COVID. But this has to be one of the most brazen political payoffs ever attempted. And quite frankly, it's one that insults the intelligence of the American voters. Even the ones who went out and borrowed $150,000 for an education that'll land them a job that pays them $40,000 a year. (laughs) Not real smart. (laughs) Now, here's the head scratcher. Biden and all his team tell us every day what a great job he's done with the economy. We're told our economy is in great shape and has recovered swimmingly well. But it sure doesn't feel like that to families buying gasoline or groceries, much less trying to buy a car or clothing. But if the economy is doing as great as Joe Biden says, then there's no need to extend the moratorium. You see, somebody is selling us a whopper They're either saying the economy is going great when it isn't or telling us the economy is so bad that we got to let people off the hook for the loans that they took out. But you see, Democrats actually want to do more than suspend the payments temporarily. They want all the student loans to just be wiped out. That only costs you, the taxpayer, $1.7 trillion. Trillion. But heck, it might buy off some very gullible people who would vote for Democrats for giving them free money. I say that if you're going to wipe out student loans, why stop there? I mean, why not wipe out home loans, car loans, home improvement loans? Heck, let's get rid of credit card debt. And for those of us goofs who paid off our debts, clearly we are the suckers who would now get to pay off the debts of people who don't pay theirs. See, this isn't about caring or being compassionate. I mean, if the government wants to allow some people to restructure the terms or interest rate, that's fine. But to arbitrarily erase a loan for people who aren't paying what they agreed to, that's just plain nuts. Hey, I'll be honest, I feel sorry for young people who took out huge loans for an overpriced education instead of carefully determining if the cost of that education was worth it. Maybe it would have been smarter to go to a community college. 
And by the way, will this only apply to college? I mean, that wouldn't really be fair for the people who paid to be trained as plumbers, electricians, welders, brick masons, or finished carpenters, right? <laughs> Frankly, we need a lot more skilled labor who can fix and build things than we need people who sit around Starbucks thinking deep thoughts and drinking $5 coffee. So, if, if you take out a loan, any kind of loan, it's your responsibility to pay it back. Now, if you later encounter a catastrophic health issue or, uh, hey, if you're willing to serve in the military, maybe there'd be a way to help you out. But just to wipe out the debt of someone who, as my mother used to say, had a champagne appetite and a Coca-Cola pocketbook <laughs> and bought something they couldn't afford to pay for, it doesn't matter whether it was a new truck, a big house, designer clothes, or an Ivy League education. Well, doing that is hardly the way to teach young people responsibility. But if the government decides to pay off the debts for those who fail to make payments, then will it please send a check to us suckers who paid for our education as we went? And who worked our rear ends off to do it. So if you honestly think erasing all the student loans in the country is a good idea, you probably are going to vote for Democrats anyway. But I'm sure you won't mind if the people who owe you money for something will no longer be expected to actually pay you for it. Nah. If you run a business and your customers owe you, just wipe it out. Forgive their debts and obligations. And then... Come back and tell me how great it is to be a liberal Democrat. Please, let me know. After the break, we're going to revisit the Jesus movement of the 1970s with Nick Hall and Paul Eshelman. You will not want to miss this. There's a real personal connection to me. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. MikeHuckabee.com and sign up for his free newsletter and follow at GovMikeHuckabee on Twitter. And welcome back. It was June of 1972. I was one of 100,000 students who gathered in Dallas, Texas for what's been called Woodstock for Christians. It brought young believers from all over the world for an intensive week of evangelistic training, culminating in a mass outdoor rally that attracted 250,000 people to hear Dr. Billy Graham, Dr. Bill Bright, the founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, and musical guests, people like Johnny Cash, Larry Norman, Love Song, Andre Crouch, and many, many more. It was life-changing for me. Now, had that event not happened... I wouldn't be here tonight doing what I do. I'm not sure what I would be doing, but I'm real sure of this. You would never have heard of me, ever. Well, this June, at least 70,000 young people are expected to gather at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas for the largest evangelistic training event in 50 years. It's the 50th anniversary of Expo 72. It's called Together 22. Here to tell us about it, please welcome Dr. Paul Eshelman of Crew, formerly Campus Crusade for Christ, evangelist, author, and organizer of Together 22, Nick Hall. Great having you guys here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. Nick is one of the most, uh, I guess, renowned uh, 
Christian leaders, speaking to hundreds of thousands, actually to millions of young people and motivating them, uh, really in a new generation. But Paul, I got a connection to you. I never met you until tonight. I told you several times, you are my hero. You put together this incredible event called Explo 72. And I don't know how it worked, but it did. I, I just got to know, the logistics of bringing in 100,000 students from around the world and finding places for them to stay and getting them to and from the Dallas Cotton Bowl every night. How, how did you pull that off? That was a time in my life and in the life of the country that everybody was talking about what's really important in life. Yeah. And what are you, what are you uh, standing for? And uh, it was good at that time to be standing for something that wouldn't ever evaporate or wouldn't ever uh, just be because they're, you're a part of a particular um, party. Mm. Uh, you could stand for something. Yeah. And I think that's why this new movement of young people who seem to be looking everywhere for something to stand for has come again here in 50 years late. We were a very divided country in 1972. We'd just gone through the 60s, which was incredibly tumultuous, violent. Uh, Vietnam was still raging. People were angry and divided. We were dealing with political divides, not unlike what we are now. Nick, I, I know you weren't around in 1972 like Paul and I were, but I also know that the Jesus movement gave the counterculture a counterculture to the counterculture and woke a lot of people up. And we realized that the ultimate answers to fixing the country were not political, they were spiritual. So tell us the genesis now of this 50th anniversary of Explo Together 22. Yeah, well, I've been a student of what happened and Paul's been a hero of mine for a long time as well. And uh, while I wasn't around yet in 72, it impacted my life, it impacted my family. Actually, I'm from North Dakota and uh, young people hopped on uh, buses and vans, came from North Dakota, Bible camp directors. Young people caught fire, right? They, they came alive in their faith and they brought the gospel back home. That was the goal of the event. It was never to fill a stadium. It was always to send a generation out. Mm. And so some of those students in the years that followed ended up leading my dad to Christ. Wow. And so that's how my family was changed. And so we've been studying this movement and we've just been saying, man, God, we need a new Jesus movement. It seems so similar to what was going on back then. Yeah. That's right, we need revival today. You know, I, I guess it's fair to say that like me, you wouldn't be here either if it weren't for Explo because the students who came back who then shared Christ with your father and the result was that you are now a second generation follower. This album that uh, you brought tonight, I love this because I had a copy of this. I ended up getting another one. And this is something young people have never seen before. This is called a record, <laughs> you know? And it's got all the music of that great rally with Johnny Cash and Connie Smith and Andre Crouch and Larry Norman. Uh, it, it was revolutionary at the time. And there were a lot of people, Paul, in the church world who didn't really necessarily approve of not just the music, but all these hippie-looking kids. Yeah, but you know what happened? They started to talk to some of those kids, <laughs> and they found people that loved and followed Jesus, mm. and it drew them together as never before. And uh, it's so much so that in the, the news that we're uh, seeing every night on the, on the television is all pointing toward Eastern Europe. Yeah. And I had the privilege of talking to a bunch of folks just in the last few days in the Ukraine mm. who told me what they had been doing for the last two months. And, and uh, one of my close friends said, we, we were able to move 274,000 people out of the uh, Soviet Union and into uh, safety in this last week. All of these people committed to follow Christ who want to help people because they knew Christ, met him personally, and he changed their life. 
Nick, if you believed it was going to collapse, you wouldn't be putting this event on in Dallas. Yeah. So what is the basis of your hope that this is going to turn around and we're going to see sanity once again in our country? Yeah, I mean, we believe moments of historic change are marked by historic gatherings, like Expo 72 or like the I Have a Dream speech, the March on Washington. Yeah. And I think we're living in a moment where you're seeing unrest at every level. You see people all over the country saying something needs to shift, something needs to change. We believe that Jesus is the only answer. People always say this next generation is our future, yeah. but we believe they're only our future if we make them our present. Mm. And so we book the stadium. We believe it's not just a stadium. We believe this is an altar. We believe that we're building something because we believe that God wants to set a generation apart. He wants to call them just like he called their parents and grandparents. Mm. I believe this is a new revival generation. We've seen them fill our streets in protests. We've seen some of the destruction that can happen. And I just say, man, imagine when God gets a hold of these kids. It's going to change the world. It would be <clears throat> such a remarkable thing. And to go back to the Cotton Bowl, first of all, it's a miracle that it's still there. Yeah. I mean, it's an old, old stadium. Most yep. of those old stadiums have been torn down. Absolutely. Maybe the Lord preserved it just so that there could be a reunion 50 years after. Yeah. But I wouldn't miss it for the world. I already booked my hotel and my flights. I'm going to be there. I, I Absolutely. When I heard about it, I said... <clears throat> count me in. I'm going to be there. And just like I was then, a fly on the wall, just blown away mm. by the experience of it. Paul, I want to mention to a lot of people, because they saw the Jesus film in the 70s and 80s, that was your project. Translated into over 2,000 languages, I think it was like 8 billion people across the world have seen that Jesus film, and it's resulted in hundreds of thousands, if not, well, millions of people mm -hmm. coming to know the Lord. Mm. I mean, I, I look at two of the most significant spiritual things that have happened in my lifetime, Explo 72 and the Jesus film. You were right in the middle of both of them. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's a grace of God. Well, Nick, I, I want you to tell people, how do, they, how do they be a part of Together 22? Yeah. Sign up for it? What do you do? Yeah, so people can hop online, pulse.org, and uh, register. We're encouraging people just like they did in 72 to book a bus, to book a van, uh, do whatever you need to do. We're saying it's together or bust. There is no <laughs> other solution. Yeah. We need each other. We need to come together. It's time for the church to rally. It's time for a new generation to rally. It's These are teenagers, our 20-somethings. But man, you know what? We want mom and dad to get there kids to come. We want grandpa and grandma to come and, and bring their family. Let's have a reunion together. It's time to get the Jesus people back together again. And, uh, and it's time to welcome a new Jesus movement. So again, hop online, register, free gathering. Uh, we're doing this all for free. We're doing it for free because we want to make it available for those that maybe can't come otherwise. And we just really believe that God is going to pour out his spirit this summer. Tons of bands, tons of preachers. We're trying to equip a new generation to make Jesus known. I think it's going to be an extraordinary event. I can't wait to be there. Um, and I hope that all the people watching, as well as the folks here in our studio audience, will mark these dates down, June the 24th and 25th. Together, 22, June 24 and 25, the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. It is uh, simple. Register. Get all the information you need. We've got links to it at Huckabee.tv. So if you go to our website, I promise we'll take you straight to Together 22. Now, if Keith has his act together, we never know. But if he does, he's going to tell us what we have coming up tonight. Keith, take it away. <laughs> well, next, we head to the Cornhusker State for our kind of town. Plus, author and Oak Ridge Boys member William Lee Goldman joins us. Stay with Huckabee. You know one of the great thrills of being here in the theater? You hear just a little bit of the music coming in and coming out of the breaks. But if you were here and had a ticket and came to the show, 
you would hear a whole lot more of the greatest band in Nashville. And that's saying something. Trey Corley and the Music City Connection. Would you give them a big hand? Well, good old Keith was telling me before the show about this town that we're going to next. I'm kind of excited about it because big things are afoot there. And Keith is going to tell you why it is our kind of town. Out in the south central Nebraska prairie is the queen city of the plains, and that place is Hastings. Founded in 1872, Hastings is a model city rooted in hometown values and civic pride. The perfect example of a middle American town. Speaking of middle America, Hastings is only 60 miles from the geographical center of the contiguous United States, and that's a bullseye. Visiting Hastings is like stepping back in time. Take the walking tour, see unique and historic sites like the Fisher Fountain, built as a symbol of hope during the Great Depression. Surrounded by agriculture, Hastings is a hub for farmers and ranchers, lots of cattle and loads of corn. In fact, Nebraska is the largest producer of popcorn in the nation. They're not called the Corn Huskers for nothing. And get this, Hastings is the official birthplace to Kool-Aid. Created back in 1927, it was made right here in Hustings. Come experience Kool-Aid days every August and visit the Kool-Aid Museum. Oh, yeah. Hastings' social calendar is packed with festivals and events like the popular Flatwater Music Festival, Adams County Fair Fest concerts, and the fair. The 4th of July concert at Brickyard Park and then kick off the Christmas holiday season with the downtown festival lights. Are you into nature? Well, you can experience the seasonal migration of thousands of cranes and waterfowl as they stop over to take a much needed wing rest along the scenic Platte River. And now for some nature of a completely different nature, do you believe in Bigfoot? Well, Hastings sure does. They even got the Bigfoot Museum and Research Center to prove it, not to mention the annual Bigfoot International Conference. I want to believe. Talking about things that are big in Hastings, baseball is huge. From T-ball to college, teams can play at the beloved Duncan Field built in 1940. Even Hall of Famer Yogi Berra played baseball here as a youth. Now that's some baseball heritage. A huge part of Nebraska heritage is rodeo. Hastings is host city to the Nebraska High School Finals Rodeo and the PRCA Oregon Trail Rodeo. Rope them doggies. This town is just unique, full of unique opportunities and fun and adventure. And that's all the ingredients you'll need for a perfect family getaway. And that's why Hastings, Nebraska is our kind of town. And a big thank you to Hastings, Nebraska, for letting us tour their wonderful town. If you want to go to Hastings, visit our little website. You can go to visithastingsnebraska.com to plan your trip. And Keith, what could be better than the home of popcorn and Kool-Aid? Hey, doesn't get any better than that. I mean, we both grew up eating popcorn and drinking Kool-Aid. Yeah. And then you get to see Bigfoot. Yeah. I'd go just for that. I thought that was, you know, my Uncle Leon. I thought he was Bigfoot my whole time <laughs> growing up. Turns out he's up in Nebraska somewhere. But, you know, this is what I love. These small towns, and they have so much to offer, and it's just a fun place to grow up and live, and I hope people will go. Yeah. And if you see Bigfoot, let us know. Yeah. All right. Well, a little over a year ago, we had an incredible young man come on the show. His name, William Cabanis. He started an organization called Vanilla Feeds Tomorrow. He makes the best authentic vanilla I've ever had in my life. And the sale of every bottle of vanilla provides 42 meals to families in East Tennessee. Every bottle. Such an inspiring young man. And he's still doing this great work today. So we're simply going to call this Huck's Hero Revisited and see how things are going over there. Please welcome the founder of Vanilla Feeds Tomorrow, William Cabanis. William, so glad to have you here. Welcome. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. Well, you know, As you know, I was on the Huckabee Show in December of 2020, and a lot has gone on since then. 
Um, first though, I want to convey my gratitude and just thankfulness for the people and the viewers of The Huckabee Show. I went on the show hoping just to sell a few bottles and support East Tennesseans, but I never would have guessed how great the response would have been and how much we would have been able to do as a result of the show. We have never seen anything like that before. We are so grateful that um, William had this opportunity to go onto the show originally, and when he came back, he talked about how incredible the support was from all of the viewers at the Huckabee Show. William works extremely hard. He's involved in uh, track and cross country, as well as uh, you know, being a, a sophomore in high school now uh, with the difficulties of school, and balancing and juggling that with running a nonprofit uh, that has done a lot of volume in the last 18 months has been very uh, amazing to see how William has been able to do that. Uh, very grateful for the people that have been supporting him uh, since the beginning, uh, especially the viewers at, at Huckleby. They have been just tremendous in their support for William. That's one reason why I'm so proud of my brother is he does whatever he can to feed people. Another reason is he's very kind and thoughtful and caring. He'll, he's always there for me, and he is very over the top, and I'm very thankful for him. Be working like so late every night, just on his computer, filling orders, and just um, doing his part to help feed people, because that's always his tender spot in his heart. To date, we have been able to donate over $140,000 to Second Harvest Bank of East Tennessee, and this has come from people of the Huckabee Show trusting me to ship birthday gifts, Valentine's gifts as recently, and their Christmas gifts back on the show. So I'm just so grateful for the trust they gave in me, and together we have been able to donate over 420,000 meals to East Tennesseans in need in my community. We think of William as a hunger action hero, right? He really is providing um, everyone hope. I just want to say thank you. Thank you to everyone who has bought my vanilla extracts, t-shirts, and made donations, but most importantly told their friends. The word of Vanilla Feeds Tomorrow only gets around by word of mouth and sharing online. So because of your support, we have been able to do so much more than I ever could have imagined, and an exponential increase happened after the Huckabee Show. So to everyone on, that watches this show and has supported me, thank you so much, and I couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. I tell you, we love this young man, William Cabanus over in East Tennessee. I hope you heard that. They have fed Keith over 470,000 people amazing. because of this young man selling this amazing vanilla extract. I'm telling you, it is really good. good to stuff. cook with it, it's, it's the best I've ever, ever used. Yeah. Just terrific. Makes you so proud of, uh, of him. And, and, you know, we hear a lot of things about young people, and, and boy, he's, he's outstanding. And this kid will be running General Foods someday. I, I mean, guarantee I you. see this. He'll be the CEO of a major company. Uh, we love his commitment to feed his community. He's a true hero. But, you know, we got to tell you, we love William, and we are so grateful for what he's created in this product. But it wouldn't be such a significant thing if it weren't for those of you, our viewers, and all these folks in the theater who heard about William, who ordered his vanilla extract, and with every penny that he gets, he gives it to feeding hungry people. So let's just be clear. Your actions out in our viewing audience and here in our theater, you have helped feed hundreds of thousands of people by buying the best vanilla extract you will ever have. What a wonderful, wonderful legacy this young man is giving for all of us. Uh, we thank him so very much. Keith, I bet there's more to do tonight on this show, but... I don't know what it is, so I got to ask you, let us in on it. Well, I'm glad I'm good for something. Coming up, Grammy Award-winning singer and author William Lee Golden, plus stand-up comedian Mike Paramore. More Huckabee is coming your way. Welcome back. 
William Lee Golden rose from the Alabama cotton fields to music superstardom. But with success came a spiritual crisis that led him to walk away from it all, only to eventually come back and be bigger than ever. His incredible life story is revealed in his autobiography, Behind the Beard. Not me, him. Please welcome from the Oak Ridge Boys, William Lee Golden. got some fans of William Lee Golden and the Oak Ridge Boys in this crowd tonight. You know, there's no doubt about that. Well, that's always good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love the Oak Ridge Boys? If, if they don't, I think they're communists. That's all there is well. to it. <laughs> gotta be. They gotta be. <laughs> you know, I, I love you because you are who you are and you have a remarkable story. And you told it in about the most honest way I think I've ever seen in an autobiography. Did, did you learn some stuff about yourself in this whole project? Well, I learned a lot of stuff, actually. Uh, Scott England's one that talked me into uh, writing this book, and uh, he told me that I had a story to tell, and he'd like to be the guy to help me tell it. So uh, we, uh, he would come visit. I invited him down to the farm where I grew up first, and mm -hmm. uh, he met my family, my uh, my sister that taught me how to play music and sing. And uh, anyhow, he come and would bring his recorder and sit down. We'd sit and talk and uh, for a couple of hours and he'd come back two or three days later. And we did that for six or eight months. Uh, during the pandemic is when we did this. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, interesting. I learned things that uh, from, I told him you're welcome to go talk to anybody that, we talk about here in my life mm -hmm. and my partners, my wives, ex-wives, whoever you want to talk to. <laughs> that was dangerous, so, uh, William Lee. <laughs> that was the dangerous part, really. Uh, my first wife told things that I really would not have gotten into. It. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, yeah, she told about, you know, it was it was a time that I was uh, with the Oak Ridge Boys and I recorded a song called Trying to Love Two Women. It's like a ball and chain. <laughs> but, uh, Wonder why she didn't like that one. I can't imagine. <laughs> well, it was uh, kind of my life story during that time period. And Ron Chancey was a record producer. And he, uh, he said, man, uh, I think this song fits you. If you like it, I'd like for you to try to sing it. And but you know, you tell your story with candor. You don't try to glorify some of the mistakes you made in your life. And, oh, and you're yeah. very honest and open about some of those things. And I find that refreshing because you didn't try to say, oh, listen, I, I've made no mistakes in my life. You, you outline yours very honestly. Well, I, I was, you know, and I've made a lot of mistakes, but, you know, all in having a good time, I thought. And uh, I never tried to hurt anybody, but uh, I certainly uh, enjoyed having a good time. And uh, Beautiful Women was my... Uh, it was something that I enjoyed their company and so. That's it's a the, miracle you've lived as long as you have. I know. Because if the ladies didn't get to you, the bullets might have. I'm just thinking <laughs> that there's a real, you know, you do like how many sit-ups a day? You still did, take care of I did of 250 today. 250 yeah. sit-ups. Yeah. That's almost as many as Keith does every day. I'm just amazed. <laughs> and, and you're 80? 83. 83 years old and did 250 sit-ups today. Yeah. He'll outlive us all. <laughs> it's also interesting, William Lee, one of the things I learned in your book was, and I didn't realize this, you were the first of the current Oak Ridge Boys to join the band in 1965 right. and helped recruit Dwayne, Richard, uh, you know, and Joe. They right. all came after you. Right. But you guys have been together for decades, and still, you love going out on the road. I'm just amazed by your yeah. tenacity out there. We still love to sing. In fact, after we're here tonight, uh, when I leave tonight, when this show is over, I'm going to join the Oak Ridge Boys. We're going down to Hillstop Studios with Alabama, 
and we're recording a uh, Bill Gaither song that he wrote somewhere between Jesus and John Wayne with Alabama tonight. So uh, I, I wish I could go with you. Yeah, that wish- just sounds like fun. <laughs> And that, only Bill Gaither could come up with a title like Between Jesus and John Wayne. Yeah, I mean, those faces, that's, that's going to be You know, great. with Oak Ridge Boys, we've recorded with a lot of people. We recorded with Ray Charles, with George Jones, and a lot of yeah. people. But we've never recorded with Alabama. But tonight, after this show, we will be recording with Alabama. Speaking of recording, during the pandemic, when a lot of people just put their feet up and quit, you did three albums. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Some I did of them three with, your with son. my sons, with my family, yeah. and uh, my sons and my grandkids. And uh, then I did an album with the Oak Ridge Boys. I did five major projects during the pandemic. So we don't happened? need another one just so you can have something to do, okay? Just, just know that we're glad you got busy, but we don't want to do the pandemic. In fact, I brought you a copy of the thir- 34 songs that I cut with my family. That is awesome. I appreciate it very much. Well, you are a force of nature. I cannot tell you how much I love you. I, the book is terrific. Anybody that loves the Oaks and loves uh, William Lee Golden, got to get a copy of this. It's fascinating. And I told Scott, who uh, co-authored the book, I said, I'm waiting on the movie because it's going to be a, a humdinger. <laughs> so to keep up with William Lee Golden and the Oak Ridge Boys and to get your own autographed copy of the book Behind the Beard, if you'll go to Huckabee.tv, we'll get links directly to how to do that. Now, behind his podium stands our own Keith Bilbrey. It's his job, and I hope he can do it, his job to tell us what's coming up next. Well, let me see. Oh, next, stand-up comic Mike Paramore, plus 60s pop music from The Vogue's coming up on Huckabee. Next week on Huckabee, film and television actor Eric Close and world champion juggler David DeMuzio. Well, if you have not joined us here in our Nashville studio audience, what are you waiting for? Hey, we've got some incredible shows coming up in April and May. We'd love to see you right cheer, as we say, right cheer. So just go to Huckabee.tv, click on free tickets to book your tickets for a great evening with us. And plan to stick around after the show because I'd love to meet you. We always have a little time. I do a little meet and greet with our studio audience. Well, I hope you've seen tonight's comedian on TV and at comedy festivals all over the country. He just debuted his second dry bar comedy special. I love the title. It's called, I Probably Shouldn't Tell You This. But he's going to anyway. I mean, that's why he's here. He's going to tell us some things he probably shouldn't. Would you please welcome the very funny Mike Paramore. You guys have no idea how happy I am to be here to find out that this is a legit situation. <laughs> you guys have to see the email you get when you're invited here. It's very, it's very, un, like, I wasn't ready. <laughs> if you don't know what it is and you get an invite to do something called Huckabee TV, you don't go to that. Two days later, I was given an offer. I do a lot of military bases. I was given an offer to do a military base called a new one called Space Force. Space Force is a thing. The brightest minds in our country decided to call themselves uh, Space Force. (laughs) And that was when I decided if Space Force is a real thing, so is Huckabee TV. So, <laughs> uh, honestly, it didn't matter where I was coming anyway, because I'm tired of being at home. Uh, I've been stuck with me for a long time, and I'm sick of me. Uh, <laughs> I learned a lot about myself in the last 18 months that I'm not proud of. I know exactly how many days I'm comfortable in the same sweatpants. Six. 
I said I knew about it. I didn't say I was happy about it. I learned about me that ramen noodles make me feel better. Flavor packet, I love it to death. Mix it up all real nice, then I throw it in the garbage. Because it makes me feel better to know my life is no longer at the point where I got to eat that. It's nasty. <laughs> Why do we do that to ourselves? We're grown-ups. I shouldn't have to eat anything with a flavor packet. <laughs> even, <laughs> even when they let us back out the house, I felt like it was too late. I was already creepy. <laughs> I... <laughs> You had to find different stuff to entertain yourself. Like now, one of my favorite things to do, one of my favorites, I love putting my mask on and going to the bank. That's my favorite. <laughs> you... <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but it used to be a bad idea for a masked black man <laughs> to go into a bank. Now they can't stop you from doing it. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just like the idea of walking in yelling, give me the money. <laughs> While everybody flipping out, I pull out my debit card and say, just my money. <laughs> I got an account here. <laughs> Get off the floor, ma'am, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of banks. A bank is where I, find, where I found out you cannot flirt and be broke at the same time. <laughs> you, gotta, you, you gotta pick one. <laughs> the bank teller works at the bank closest to my house, probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Every time I go in there, I get in her line, I'm staring, she looks good, I'm staring. Last time I was in there, I noticed she kind of looked back up at me like we kind of had a little moment for a second. That's when she smiled at me. I'm going to be honest. I pee a little bit on myself. <laughs> Not a lot. Just enough where I can't say it didn't happen. I get up to the counter, I give her my account information and everything, she's doing her thing and I just couldn't hold it in no more. I'm like, excuse me, ma'am, the next time that you get hungry, I'd like to be the man to feed you. <laughs> she looks down at her monitor and replies, well, I don't think we both can eat on $8. Listen. <laughs> give me. Give me my receipt. I don't trust you. Give me my receipt. <laughs> I can't be trusted now. I don't know how to interact with other people anymore. I've been cooped up for too long. I'm not a good... I, I don't recognize the situations I'm in. There's, an, there's a restraining order on me right now. <laughs> I thought I did a good deed. I want to tell you this up front, okay? If you are 63 years old or older, you cannot nap in public. <laughs> it freaks me out. <laughs> I jumped over two sets of benches to get to a dude, head back, glasses cocked, book on his chest, mouth wide open. I got over the two benches and I didn't realize until I got there, I don't know CPR at all. <laughs> so I just started blowing in his direction. <laughs> I thought it worked because he got up immediately. <laughs> I gave him all the ramen noodles I had in my pocket and I walked off. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Huckabee TV, thank y'all. I'm Mike Perrimore, I appreciate it so much, thank you. Thank you, Mike. All right. This guy's funny. And to find out how you can see more of Mike Paramore, go to Huckabee.tv. We have details and links to all of Mike Paramore's great comedy. Hey, Keith, 
I know you're over there laughing because you may have been that guy over there <laughs> on that bench. I don't know, but wake up and tell us what we got coming up. Okay. Coming up, stories and a memorable hit song with the Vogue. Stay with Huckabee. Pretty excited about these next guests because the Vogues became a pop music sensation in the 1960s with hit songs like You're the One and Five O'Clock World. The platinum selling vocal group was featured on, well, a few shows, things like Ed Sullivan, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and Dick Clark's American Bandstand. Well, look out, America, because the Vogues are going to be back on the road, part of the Happy Together Tour. So, would you please welcome current members Troy Ellick? Royce Taylor, Bo Wagner, The Vogues. <laughs> Troy, the music that you guys have made, I mean, it's just classic American music, and it's timeless. It's like no matter what generation you are, you can hear the tune, and you can say, I like that music. What's the secret of that? I think it is a positive message. I think um, they're happy songs for the most part. Uh, you can dance around and snap your finger and sing along and clap along. Do you find that when you're playing the shows in this Happy Together tour, that so many people, you can look in their faces and you can see they are reliving yes. their youth? Yeah. Yes, oftentimes. People come up to us after the show and they'll say, that was my wedding song or that was our, our prom theme or, or something like that. I thought you were going to say, that was my fourth wedding that was song. my fifth, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but and they may say that too. They I may. don't know. You know. Possible. Uh, is there a favorite? Do you have a favorite? Um, I like the ones. I mean, I like them all. I like the ones that we don't do as often, like when we do our longer show, yeah. because we don't get to do them that often. So they're you kind of miss doing them. I don't know. I guess um, I like the Land of Milk and Honey, which was not a huge hit, but we do it in our show. Um, I don't know. What, what do you guys? I like Greenfields. Um, yeah. She's uh, Magic Town is a pretty song. Royce, what about you? What is, what is your favorite song? My favorite song probably is Turn Around, Look at Me. Yeah. It's, I, it's, I can just, it's just one of, those, one of those classic songs that, that is timeless <clears throat> because it's, the, the lyric is not locked in a specific generation. And I'm, <laughs> I'm known for saying I'm glad that the Vogue's had songs like Five O'Clock World and My Special Angel, Turn Around, Look at Me. And we don't have to be guys at this age singing, why must I be a teenager? <laughs> you know, I never thought about that, Royce, but that's a good point. <laughs> Bo, one of my favorites of, of the bands is uh, Five O'Clock World. Uh, a lot of people know it from soundtrack of Good Morning Vietnam and the Drew Carey show. Uh, my guess is when that song comes out, there are people that just light up. Well... My favorite song, is, and we open a show with this song, is called Till. Yeah. Hmm. I love that song. Well, I love them all, and we're going to have you sing a couple of them with us. And uh, one that, uh, that is one I just mentioned, Vogues are going to get ready to sing. Keith Bilbrey, he wants to sing. Uh, in fact, he used to dedicate uh, one of those songs to a girl that never even paid him any attention. So if you see him over there at the podium weeping his eyes out, it's not the precious memories that it is for most of us. But he's going to tell us how to get more of the great music of the Vogues. You're really embarrassing me now, Governor. Still haven't heard from her. The Vogues kick off their Happy Together tour on June 1st in Clearwater, Florida. For concert schedule links, just go to Huckabee.tv. By the way, while you're there, you can also watch the Vogue's online exclusive performance of Turn Around, Look at Me. And now, here to sing with Trey Corley and the Music City Connection, Mike joining in on bass, are the Vogue's. <laughs> Every morning just to keep a job Gotta fight my 
hustling mob Sounds of the city pounding in my brain While another day goes down the drain Yeah, yeah, yeah Five o'clock world when the whistle blows No one owns a piece of my time 